Hotel, motel, or Airbnb? Honestly, Airbnb. Same. Um, But we stayed at an Airbnb this past weekend that I think was actually like a hotel. Oh. Yeah, that's always weird. I feel like they're just trying to bamboozle people into thinking they're going to stay in like this nice homely space that's curated, but it's really just a Hilton Inn. Well, I didn't mind it because it was a two-bedroom with like a full furnished like kitchen and everything, and it was really nice. We were just like all the way down at the far end. It was wild. Weird. I mean, I've gotten some really nice Airbnbs. I, I feel like every single time my Airbnb experience, and this is not sponsored, by the way. I just wanted to bring it up because of the floor show theme. <laughs> but I feel like every single time I save money and I just have a much more pleasant experience at an Airbnb than getting nickel and dimed to death at a hotel. I mean, like, I will do a, an Airbnb before I will do a hotel. Although the place we were staying in Nashville, I think, was like the placemaker or something like that. Um, also there were, with it being like a hotel type thing through, um, Airbnb, there weren't all the additional fees that you still get yep. on Airbnb, but I also have done motels in the past when I'm like, I love a, a motel when I'm on a budget, like a motel is great because it's going to be cheaper than an Airbnb. I know They're what honest. to expect. Yeah. And I, I know I'm not looking for anything fancy. And honestly, that should have been the floor show theme this week because motels are just way more spooky. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of... Flapping and fawning. The only drag that's not valid is drag with brown hair. Why would you choose a hair color that's the same color as shit? Flapjack! I'm just a gooning ghoul. Fawn. <laughs> Hello, Fawn. Gooning and baiting. Gooning and baiting and uh, stirring the pot with this, this shit debate. Did you see my post about uh, no brown hair? Yes. You've been like stirring the pot lately. Uh, well, I feel like it's all I in live good for fun. it. And what was funny to me was the people who thought I was serious, and I was literally like, "Y'all, I wear foam wigs." Like, <laughs> and you've worn brown hair, and I've worn brown hair. Like, <laughs> I I literally don't care. <laughs> Let's just what dress up like a hot dog. It's a drag. I just say as long as you're wearing something. Fawn, how is your head? My head is suffering a few complaints. Oh, what happened? From a garage door at work. I was so like where I work, we have this one area that is like where all the screen printing and everything is done. There's a big bay garage door. Um and the gay gar- garage door? I wish. <laughs> um but the garage door was open when I was leaving work. And Usually it's open all the way or it's shut. Mm. And I like was my booty leaving, hole. <laughs> and I was following my coworker out. I was looking at my phone because I had just gotten an email from DoorDash about some stuff because I just started DoorDashing because I'm broke. And I was like reading it out loud. My coworker walks under the garage door without ducking because she's short little fucker and you forgot you're tall and i wasn't paying attention (laughs) and i'm walking at my long-legged gay ass pace which is very swiftly and aggressively (laughs) 
and I smacked the shit out of my head. Aww. Like there were like five or six other people noticed. Like people heard it from the opposite side of the building. Yeah, I heard a banging all through Jefferson County, and yeah, I guess that was you learning how to use your height. It hurts. I'm sorry. I was so pissed though about the garage door not being opened all the way. Like, yeah, that's a safety hazard. Yeah. Yeah, it, you should ask for work person's comp, literally. I like, like, I'm not even kidding. Like, you should ask, hey, this was like my, a, a hazard. Here's the thing. My, the b- owner, I probably shouldn't say this on the podcast. I can, if you don't, we don't have to. If you don't I mean, to. I will. I probably shouldn't, but I will. Okay. Um, <laughs> Little mix professional. <laughs> my owner, the owner of the company one time when my coworker cut herself on a pair of scissors at work which was her fault when he found out that she was going to go try to get stitches was like here just don't tell them that it was at work and I'll pay your um copay or your deductible or whatever uh, uh, no right get your comp right. no that's literally not even close to the amount of what you could I, I don't know potentially get I had a friend right. who once broke her toe when I was in college at her job and i just don't know how that works if i was off the clock when it happened were you going into the uh, into work going into clock in no i was clocking out you were clocking out well i i think that would still count because you were on your way out of your shift yes yeah so that you're still on like the workplace place i was on my phone too though why are you victim blaming you are the victim no seriously they need to have their doors all the way open why is that i mean if they know people are going to be walking through yeah it shouldn't be that way that's a safety hazard even when he found the story out he was like yeah i hate when they don't open it all the way because even like regardless of people also like the forklift if the forklift has to go in there like the forklift's going to tear that down lawyers write in to flapping and fawning pod at gmail.com we're going to call alexander shanara if none of you do so that fawn can get their compensation that they are entitled to and i'm going to be real honest the main reason I didn't go to the doctor to get it done outside of just being poor is because I lost my wallet a few mu- multiple months ago, probably close to a year, over a year ago at this point, and it had my insurance card in it, and so I don't have my insurance card, so I haven't been to the doctor but in you, over a year. Oh my God, Vaughn. Okay. And I need to get a new insurance <laughs> card, but I haven't. Insurance adjusters, please write into the podcast, flapping and fawning pod at gmail.com. If I not, really we're going to have to call State Farm. So it wouldn't do much, anyways. <laughs> well, I'm sorry about all of that. Seeing that your your head is injured, I know that it was, it's, that ruins your social life. This looks life. better than it did. Yeah. It was so much more swollen. There's just this gash on Fawn's head. Like the second it's they walked into the house, gash. I was like, oh my God, what happened it's to you? It's literally a gash. Yeah. You weren't Ooh. that dramatic, and I appreciate that you weren't dr- that dramatic. Well, TBH, I I have uh, traumatic experiences with people who did Ash Wednesday, and I would kind of make fun of them uh, in high school because <laughs> I didn't know what it was. And so I thought that was that. I was like, oh, I didn't know Fawn was Catholic. No. Because, <laughs> like, there's, like, that's the thing. It's not that I just, like, hit my head. There's a fucking gash in my head. Yeah. I think I might have hit like one of the little like screw bolt things that Ooh. was in it. Oh my god! Because you got screwed. Chunk, there's a chunk of skin missing, and it does not look pretty. But I decided to take the bandaid off because I've been keeping bandaid with Neosporin on it. But I decided to take it off that way. Maybe like it can heal, and like 
Because it's not going to fully heal while it's still like wet and everything. Yeah. I've it needs to be able to scab over. That's what the doctor said about my hole, too. Um, <laughs> you know, they should just call us the sugar hooker quins. Sugar <laughs> twins, because I also hurt my head, and so like when you walked in, I was like, "What the fuck?" Mine is not quite as visible as yours, but get this: it's the downstairs one. <laughs> it's my downstairs head. No, it's fine. It's got a helmet on. Um, <laughs> the. Uh, <laughs> oh my god. So, that could be interpreted two ways, and I'm pretty sure I know the accurate <laughs> way. And That's the insider scoop for those who know me well. Um, anyways, yesterday was just one of those days where nothing was going right for me. Like, I couldn't find my keys on the way to work. I had made this beautiful hot pot of coffee, and then I spilled it as I was walking to work. Literally, the whole pot? The whole While pot. you were walking? Yes, I Dang. know. And normally you're not allowed to do pot on the street, but they make an exception for me. <laughs> and I, I, know, I was just so upset. I had to go to Starbucks, spend extra money. Like, j- there were just things that weren't going right. It was late to meetings, things like that. There's then, nothing like forgetting your coffee in the morning and having oh, to awful. order Starbucks. Because, like, I forgot my coffee Monday. Yeah. And I had to order Starbucks because I couldn't go buy it. I had to, like, order it delivered mm. because I was not going to, like, survive without my coffee. No, I I feel you. I am same. It's it's very uh, honestly unhealthy the amount that I have to drink coffee, and the color of my urine is also not healthy because of it. Um, you need to get one of those giant jugs like I got. <laughs> I, I already told you I have a hot pot of coffee. Anyways, that's not the point of the story. So everything was going wrong. I was just I kept having issues. So I came home and I wanted to like do something and feel successful. So I started sewing an outfit. So you might have seen it as you were walking in. I think it's going to be really cute. It's like all from stuff that people have given me over the years that I just didn't know what to do with. So I'm literally spending zero dollars on this outfit. I'm really pumped I for it. I love that kind of shit. Well, me too. And things were going very well. I was about to go to bed when I went into my drag closet to get a hanger. Well, hanger, but I barely know her. Because when I pulled just slightly on my clothes to find a hanger, the ceiling of the closet caved in and concrete like pieces fell down from the top and one literally smacked me in the head. I don't know if you can tell. It looks like just a small red mark. I'm honestly shocked that it's not like a bigger lump because it hurts. It's like actively still hurts. And I was so scared that I had like a concussion or something. I was worried that I had one too. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're flapping and concussing. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, that was my my. I can't head like injury. fully. Exp- it's gotten better, but like this, my forehead. Oh, you can't was move like, your eyebrows. Yeah, my eyebrows like were not moving. Well, if you just shave them off, no one will know what you're thinking anyway. Well, <laughs> it's not gonna happen until I get on television, which means I won't ever shave them. Well, speaking of television, we do have a Dragula episode to get into. We are on episode three of season five of Dragula titled ghosts of the gatehouse what are what are your first thoughts on the episode this was my favorite episode of the season so far yeah i don't i'm not sure i enjoyed it i'm not sure if it, uh, I, don't, I haven't ranked them very much yet we're still kind of early so yeah. I'm, i, I, mean, I did the third enjoy it episode mm-hmm. what, what was the last one the second garbage pill kids was very or trash can children was very fun i enjoyed that this concept. one was my favorite so far slick um Oh, wait, I forgot. We have to read a five-star review. Yes. 
Yes. So as a friendly reminder, if it's your first time listening to the podcast or, hey, maybe you've listened to every single episode, then if that's the case, you should know that if you write us a five-star review over on Facebook or on Apple Podcasts, we will read what you said right here at the top of the episode. Why don't you take it away, Fawn? We have a new one on Apple Podcasts. This comes from Lil Mosey 88 on Apple Podcasts. Who needs therapy when there's... Hi, gay. (laughs) The only problem with Apple Podcasts is y'all, sometimes we love these like long things, but the like titles. Yeah, it'll get us an ellipsis. It cuts it off so we don't get to read the whole thing. So say who needs therapy when you have, or when there's, and I'm I'm assuming it says flapping Flapping and fawning, fawning. which is very sweet. And it goes. (laughs) why we're not sponsored by (laughs) BetterHelp. Came over to Apple, even though I listen on Spotify, just to leave this review. Cannot thank you enough. Thank you both enough for the endless entertainment and joy you are providing through this podcast. All right! Moving four times in the past three months has driven me slightly insane, but having your sometimes calming voices by my (laughs) side has made it bearable. Blow and poppers! I know exactly who this is. Lil Mosey was at Bingo this past month on your birthday and told me about how much... It was a help having the podcast while moving. Yeah, so. I love Mo. Every time I see them out and about, I didn't realize that they listened as regularly as they do. So yeah. thanks for listening, Mo. And thanks to everybody for listening along with us. I've seen that we have a, a significant jump for people joining this Dragula journey with us. I think they're right. enjoying our fag roster and the bet and everything. And also, I just know a lot of people watch Dragula. So welcome and thanks for joining us on this ride. And speaking of our fantasy fag roster, as a reminder, we are starting this episode out. I have Jarvis, Blackberry, Anaphylactic, Throb Zombie with one win, and Orc Gothic. And Flap has... Fantasia Royale Gaga, JK, Neo Huru X with one win, Cynthia Dahl, and Satana. And unfortunately, Onyx on Dicks has passed, and they were on my roster before. So uh, as a reminder, we will whoever has the winner uh, does not have to do what the loser has to do, and the loser has to do the worst extermination of the season as we rank it at the end of each episode. Slay. Slay. <laughs> <laughs> Um, this episode opened, so it, it seems pretty obvious we're sticking with this black and white theme this whole time for this season and the openers. Um, I love it. Yeah, I, I do too. I'm really liking the way that they're having this continuity between the beginning and end of each episode and throughout the season. Um, but one thing I don't understand is they welcome us back to episode three of Total Death and Destruction. Did you notice that? That's yes. what um, Drac called it. And I was like, Why? This is a Dragula. We know what this is. It reminded me of like Total Drama Island. Is that are they referencing this Cartoon Network I doubt show? It. Yeah, that seems strange. But that's like what it gave me vibes of hmm. when it said Total Death and Destruction. Yeah, maybe that's why. But anyways, they are still black and white in that same dress as they've been for the other episodes. They're in a hotel giving us a reminder about what's happened in the season, and they hint that this week's challenge is performance based. Um also, we saw some portraits before cutting to the intro. I wondered if those were going to be like foreshadowing and like someone yeah. was going to jump out and like kill them or something. Especially after last portrait. week. Yeah, but that. I also wondered if alert, one of those portraits ended up was actually like Landon because one of them was a little bit Landon ass. Well, I don't know. One of them kind of looks like Throb's look this week, but since Throb didn't win, I don't think that makes sense. Oh, that might be the one that I thought might have been Landon because. 
they they had similar yeah features in the in this week. Um, so we get into the lab, and what happened? The <laughs> contestants walk in, <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> and they seem to be split on who went home, uh, because like. Orc was talking about how Onyx is a really fierce competitor. Yeah. Um, and I, th- I think it was Jarvis or maybe Throb who said that they really thought that Cynthia was going to give it a fight to yeah. stick around. And it turned out to be Cynthia. Um, Fantasia is in her head about being safe. And, you know, rightfully so. Yeah. She's not even like necessarily been like high safe she's just been like very middle of the road mid yeah. every time um and i i'm glad that we that at the i think i feel like this set this scene really set up a lot of storylines for this episode Fully. that had a continuation at the end um so that's one that will matter later also i predicted it i should get bonus points in the roster because neo and orc have a romance a ghost mance Bonus points. What is this Lucy LaDuca math? Listen, this means that I have a touchdown, a hole in one, and five in my hole. What does it mean for you having more people in your roster in the bottom than I've had? Well, it means nothing until we have a winner. But (laughs) I was just proud because I I caught it episode one that they were going to be in love. Aw. Oh my god. These two spooky monsters. I don't know. We could get like a gremlin out of this. Uh also we had Anna who said that she flopped on the filth challenge. And people were really saying, Yo, we're forgetting about you. Yeah. Um, can you imagine that? <laughs> like, I don't know. I feel like she's just so quiet and not really bringing a lot to the floor shows. Yeah. It's gotta be gotta be difficult. But you know, you're on TV. Like, do something interesting. But also like you're also in a room with all these huge personalities because yeah. you've got Cynthia, you've got JK, you've got Fantasia, you've got Blackberry, and like all these huge personalities. Mm-hmm. If you're not one of those huge personalities, it's harder to stand out because even Satana has like kind of faded, like standing yeah. out wise. Throb does a decent job at standing out. Jarvis is in and out whether he's standing out amongst the personalities when we're like not in challenge mode. But Anna is like silent most yeah. of the time. It's like, come on girl, do something. Somebody poke her with a stick. And I, I mean, I think this, this week she may have gotten her wake up call. Um, Cynthia then walks in and lectures everyone about why they need to wake up in the, comp- <laughs> in the competition. Like she was at a 10. <laughs> what, what did you think of this? I, Here's the thing. I was so confused by it. <laughs> I didn't get it. I didn't get where this was coming from because I saw like a preview of it on like Instagram before I watched the episode. Yeah. And I was like, I wonder what provoked this. Yeah, why? And then Nothing. I watched the episode <laughs> and she just comes out guns blazing. This and is just honestly, hard. I kind of live. Uh, yeah, I feel that. I just I think it was, it was <laughs> completely unnecessary. But so entertaining. It was entertaining. I don't want to say entertaining. <laughs> I don't care. Because it was like, no one asked you, you know, <laughs> like no one asked, like, how are you feeling? Anything like that. She said it. She came in and instead of saying, because of the extermination, I now feel these things. She said, right. y'all all better feel like this because I'm here. <laughs> and I just thought that was so 
funny. <laughs> like, what? I love a delusional queen when it's entertaining. She also confirmed what you mentioned on last week's episode about the maggots like biting their lip in the extermination. Yeah. Um, and she like, said she thought it was about to pop her um, her lip lip <laughs> or the, what is it? The, the injection filler. yeah filler <laughs> and she also uh, mentioned that she was like puking larva the next morning I think that was a joke what okay that's because to I me think that was a joke I know I rated this one kind of low on the extermination scale scare yeah, factor you rated it hella low like it it doesn't scare me but the idea of it continuing for a while more than just that room that does kind of freak me out a little bit like if i, I don't know am i gonna I've, find I in like, like maggot guts and stuff in my mouth for mm, a while that's she probably didn't like imagine if you went in with some like mouthwash afterwards mm. you'd be fine she might not have mouthwashed if this really happened Fair. speaking of mouthwash can we talk about orc's choice I live. To have yellow teeth in the confessional. I live. It's very interesting. I live. At first I was like, people are what like, the fuck? People th- there's people but, that think it's real. Yeah. It, like, and I'm <laughs> like, there's been times in the confessional that you can tell there's a peak of white go- yeah. going on the like bottom corner. Also, like because, just in the main part, you see yeah. his teeth and they're not that right. decayed. Because also <laughs> if you know anything, like you've got to do, it's like a teeth lacquer. Yeah. That you got to paint on there, but your teeth have to be dry when you put it on. Otherwise it doesn't stick. Mm. If you know anything about special effects, which granted, not everybody knows about special I effects. I don't know much about so. painting stuff on your teeth. Um, I've never done There's that. like special stuff for it. It's great. Hmm. I already have one jacked up tooth anyway, so I, I might start painting my teeth because I hate how they look. So if I make them all look bad, people can't say anything. Yeah, I think that's a good strategy. Just even them out, make them all look bad. Uh, and then finally, J.K. brings up that they're tired of being brought up for who should have been in the bottom. Um, and one thing that J.K. mentions is they said uh, why th- that no one is saying what they really think. I feel like I said this last week. Yeah, I feel like we kind of talked about it, and so I don't. Wanna, I guess I don't want to get too far into yeah. it. I just the the thing that I I'm, I kind of get keep getting stuck on is I don't I don't feel that people are being fake. I I feel they they because I, I genuinely felt what I felt confused by I the did judging. Not. I so did not. I was like, eh. I I did not. And here's the thing, I agree with J.K. in this situation, and also like. Once again, I listened to the Boulay Brothers podcast. Yeah. And even on the podcast, they were talking about how, like, yeah, you're going to be prompted this kind of question. But when people are asking you, who do you think should go home? Why are you saying this person? Like, who do you think between these two people should go home? Why are you saying this third person over here? Like, even the Boulays are agreeing with JK in this situation. Yeah, but I mean, also, if they didn't agree, then they would be saying that their judging was bad. <laughs> no, what I mean, like, as far as, like, it doesn't make sense from a, it feels like a cop-out is what they were saying. Yeah, I guess that's Which, fair. Like, that's how I felt last week. So it's nice to have affirmation from other people. I think I think it would be fair to say, to be honest, I was surprised by who's in the bottom, but between the two... It should be so and so. I think that would be fair. Yeah. And like, <clears throat> even if you wanted to throw the like, I think JK should have been in the bottom, but between you two, that's also fine. But when it, you're just avoiding the question between the two people. Yeah, I see that. Uh, I think that's totally fair. Um, well, then we get our video message from the Boulets and we ha- they ha- we find out that the floor show for this week is Haunted 
hotel. Did you know notice they had like um blood on their face? Blood and like bruising. I I did. Um but I didn't really pay it much mind. I did because like their makeup has been like clean in every one and this is like the same makeup but there was like bruising and blood. Are you wondering if it's going to like progressively I don't know. <clears throat> change. And I also wonder if it was like this just because it was like ghost. Maybe. I, I noticed that they're they're make they did a few the Boulets made a few interesting choices with their aesthetic this week that um I'm sure we'll get into but the blood I was at first I didn't realize it was even blood because it was black and white I was like what's that like scab on Swan's I wonder face? if it was like actually blood or if they used like lash glue or something like that Maybe. that way it would show up and read stronger. as like blood and stronger in like black and white. It would be kind of fierce though if after every episode they just got more and more covered in blood for all the victims that they had. That you would know, be from the exterminations. Slay. I think that'd be fierce. Um so for Haunted Hotel, I'm curious, what would you like what was your first thought? What would you have done for this? Honestly, I probably theme? would have gone for something like a valet. A valet, okay. Because if you went with the valet, you could do like tread marks and mm. like you got ran over. Yeah. Okay, I, my immediate thought was housekeeping, you know, like keeping. Nobody did housekeeping. No one did it. And, and I was literally like, what the fuck? I mean, like <laughs> bellhop was my first idea, but I knew bellhop would be an obvious idea. And I was like, I doubt anybody would do valet. Yeah, I mean, th there were a few things like a cigarette salesperson. I, I mean, I guess I don't want to get too far ahead, but um, I don't know. I feel like it was sort of limited. We had like concierges and cigarette salespeople and bellhops and lounge singers and a lounge singer. Yes, yes, yes. Two of them. Two. Who was the other? Oh, we'll, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Um, but they perform a lip sync song to from 1913 that turned out to be the song that is titled "At the Devil's Ball." At uh, the devil's ball. At the devil's ball. I just, just saw my mother-in-law. I thought that was when uh, they were talking about when I think it was J.K. saying like nobody has like this 1913 doo wop in their like repertoire. I was like, I bet if anybody does, Jarvis does. Oh yeah, I I could see that for Jarvis. This oh actually that's what I meant to say when they said haunted hotel I was like this is Jarvis's challenge I was like they're Jarvis will either win this or they're gonna be extremely hard on Jarvis because it's the yeah ghost I so I I had high expectations for him also with how much they were talking about this performance aspect they were scaring me from my girl neo you know I was like all of this the screen time went, like every time they said it's a performance challenge it went to her face and she was like ah! <laughs> in, the, in the camera. Uh, we find out also that the Fright Feet is going to be where they select a key. And if you happen to, it's completely a game of chance. And if you get the upgrade key, you can either save yourself from extermination, save someone else from extermination, or put someone else up for extermination. I love the key anytime it comes up on Dracula. Uh, yeah, I, I like it. I like how they do it um, more than I've seen it done on other shows like immunity badges and stuff like that. Um, Cause especially with the way that this had three options for yeah. what you could do it. It felt like you had like the queen's chest. I piece. feel like you could this go is like the first time that they had save somebody else. I always remember save yourself or put somebody else up, but I don't always remember saving somebody else. Hmm. I mean, I imagine you still could. Like, whoever holds the key can. I mean, like that's what they safe. said this time. But like, I don't remember that from past ones. And it could just be 
me not remembering it. What would you want to do if you had the key? Here's the thing. I know I am given this key to make good television. Yeah. And even if I'm in the bottom, or I think I might be close to the bottom, if I'm putting somebody else up for extermination, there's a chance that that might bump me out of a bottom position. So why not make good TV in the process? <clears throat> yeah, I I feel that. I totally agree. Like, it, make the best TV you can, but you have to take... I think you do have to consider what your judges' critiques will likely be because um, I think they will... They can either turn that around on you. I think they will punish you for not making good TV, you know? Yeah. Like, if you just save yourself when you don't need to then why did we even have this thing in the first place? Right. But if you put someone else up for extermination, I think you will be awarded for that in the long run. Right. Um, but also, I think if you were to save someone else, then they will likely drop you into the bottom. You know what I mean? As long, unless you think you're the winner of the, season, um, of the that's challenge. Fair. That's fair. Um, or they made, uh, yeah, depending on who it is, they could even punish you in the long run because it's someone they really wanted to get rid of that episode. So yeah, there's a lot to consider with dropping that key. I, um, I would definitely be putting somebody up. Like, I feel like that's, I, that's unless I thought I was just absolute gutter garbage. That episode, I would put somebody else up. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there, there's, there's no, I feel like it, putting someone else up can only benefit you. Right. You know, um, unless you're in extermination with them. So we also get to see that this Fright Feet is hosted by Coco Kane, who they call Dragula's first crowned exorcister. Which is Dragula's version of Miss Congeniality, and she got crowned out on the last stop of the Boulay Brothers Dragula Titans tour. Oh, okay. I heard that on the podcast, but I missed the part about the Dragula tour. Um, got it. Um, I thought that was interesting when they made that comparison. When they said exorcister, like I do, I wish you didn't have to do all this homework to yeah. understand what certain terms are. Right. Like, that's a bit annoying that we have to jump so deep into the boule verse to understand exorcister. Like, why are we calling like, it? Like, I'm glad that they're building it. I'm glad that they're building their own little universe. But However, put it on the show. <laughs> I wish it was a little more accessible. Same. 100% same. Um, and then finally, the video ends with Swan saying, did you see their faces with that one? <laughs> and then the pair realizes that the recording was still going and they go, oh, and then it turns off. That was um, <laughs> honestly a better done Sugar Baker moment. Okay. L there were a few moments this episode where I was like, this reminds me of the delivery of the Sugar tr Baker twins. Just um, better. It, it, yeah. There was one part that I was like, I don't know. My girl Betty could have delivered that line uh cherry cut no <laughs> okay why drunk. are you coming for them right now yeah she had a drink in her hand uh so the fright feed actually happens coco kane looks so fucking good phenomenal Let's and apparently like was um improving the whole thing yeah i was uh there there were parts where i wish she had maybe said more like maybe read each person as they got the key yeah. um but otherwise it was really great to see her again and the look was just astounding um, would you like so to flop good. or fawn her? She's a fetch. She's a fetch? Stop trying to make fetch happen. It's not going to happen. Yeah, she was a fetch for me too. Especially, she had like a little mirror yeah. that looked really, really cool. And that that prop honestly sold me on the whole look. So, slay. Um, and then they got to line up and pick their keys. And ultimately, Jarvis Hammer got the upgrade. And he key. was like second to pick. I, yeah, isn't that wild? Um, I thought they were going to have some like big twist where it was like they were going to bring out a box and whoever unlocked it or something like that. 
Oh. Or like everybody got a box. And I was like, if everybody gets a box, they can rig this. Well, yeah, because I felt this was the least, the way they could rig it the least. Right. And so I was very pleased that it was just like, it was already on the key. Same. Only thing that I think was fake was Jarvis's reaction when he flipped over the thing. Because like, how did he not see upgrade key when he got Well, I did notice that a lot of people were grabbing it and like putting the hands on both sides. Mm. Maybe that was the instruction. Well, anyways, congrats to Jarvis. Um, and then we get into creating the looks, but honestly, there was a lot of interesting stuff that happened that wasn't about creating the looks that went down in this section. Um, would you be buddying up with Jarvis if you knew he had the key? I mean, probably, but also at the same time, would I... Because there's a chance that when you're buddying up to somebody like that, just... It's sw- obvious. <laughs> like, well... Desperate looking. Not that. There's a chance that you're going to piss them off in the mm, process. Yeah. If I had the key, I would be like, all right, whores, line up. I'm going to give you something to do. You're all stoning my outfit today. And then whoever didn't do it, I'd put them up for extermination. Slay. <laughs> you know, use it to your advantage. I think that would make great TV. Make it make it a sweatshop in the, in the lab. I'd be like, okay, <laughs> why should I not put you up for extermination? <laughs> right. Yeah, we have an interview time. <laughs> Speaking what can you do for me? Yeah. And what would you have to offer? <laughs> uh, so also in this creating the lab section, Throb pulls JK aside to discuss some of the events of the last cauldron. Um, what do you think of this? Throb seemed to like really just Throb, I think clearly has a soft spot for JK. Yeah. And just doesn't want JK to be like, just wants JK to thrive and, and, not have like unnecessary tension and drama within the lab and the cauldron and all of that. Cause if like everybody can get along on a base level, the drama then doesn't feel as personal. You can still have the drama and have the really heightened emotion moments without it always being so personal. Yeah. And I honestly don't think JK would be getting as much hate if they hadn't like, exterminated air quotes exterminated them yeah in the first episode in the first episode and then like i don't think jk would be getting as much hate i think everybody's still holding on to the fact that they got quote-unquote exterminated and then brought back i think that's what people are really holding on to yeah which i mean that's fair i mean i think there's something that subconsciously happens like when you see someone lose a show your brain makes them a loser in your head. Yeah. And and sometimes it's hard to like reprogram that to be like, nope, this person's really back and you really should consider them a threat. Yeah. Um I was happy more with JK's actions in this conversation than anything. I was with JK so telling Throb, Throb like celebrate your fucking self. Like yeah. what? Yeah. Cause that <laughs> honestly it, it it frustrated me. It like made me mad a little bit to see Throb yeah. not celebrate himself. It was like you need to own it. You know, and be like, I told all of you. I don't know. Just something. Like, be yeah. proud of yourself. So. Make TV. Make TV. Make TV. And in a way, I guess this does make TV t- because I've never seen someone do that, but didn't make me happy. Um, and then finally, there was one other thing that happened in the lab. And that was, I thought, a really powerful conversation yeah. between Neo, Satana, and Fantasia. Yeah. With, it was all the trans women around a table together. Mm-hmm. Trans women Kiki. Um, they said, we got to get this in because Satana, you're about to take a hike. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> B- 
But Neo was going through it because Neo was thinking about her family and how she's not out as a trans woman to her family, not out as a drag artist to her family, um, regrets coming out to her family to begin with. And I think it was a very real conversation Mm -hmm. that most queer people can relate to. Yeah. Um, and like Fantasia also had a really beautiful point and sometimes you can't always just hold on to them. Sometimes you've got to let go because not every family is going to come around mm-hmm. and sometimes you've got to let go and realize that you're doing the best for you and you're going to have a chosen family. Exactly. Um, and I, I, I do think there's some nuance there to that with her family. Uh, it sounded like they were in China. So I know that there are like cultural differences with yeah. that. And, and just nuances that um, we may not understand as, like, American people. Right. Um, I did feel that I identified with Neo a lot in this conversation because when I went to Camp Wanakiki, my family didn't know that I was doing drag. If I ever got and on television, I don't know if my parents would know that I got on television. Well, what happened was I was there. I had uh, – we had our phone privileges for a night, and my mom was like, where are you? I haven't heard from you in, like – six weeks like what's going on and i like called and told her but you weren't even there for six weeks i wasn't there for six weeks but i was prepping and literally doing nothing but prepping for like six weeks and then like midway through camp i told her so and there was even some like well i i had talked about it with other people like on the show but it you know there's just things that can't always make the cut yeah um so yeah i was glad that we got to see this though especially like with three trans women. I think that just adds a different layer to it and perspective that we haven't had the pleasure of seeing before. Um, And then finally, we get to the section where they are putting on makeup, uh, where everyone's expressing nerves about the key and the challenge, and Cynthia is just really making the lab her stage. Um, With her Jeffree Star makeup palette. Oh, did you notice that? How could I not? (laughs) Okay, I'm actually glad you said this. I was talking to someone about this recently. Um, that palette came out after all the controversy. Oh, it did? Okay, so I have a blue blood one. I have the blue blood blue and blood palette. Yeah. I, like, rarely use it anymore because also I basically replaced it with the Trixie Nighttime Realness palette, mm. which basically has all the shades out of that that I was using. I don't hold people responsible for their old makeup that they use. But if it's something that came out after the controversies, I will yeah, say something. Yeah, like, let's not support people who are harmful. Yeah. Um, I, I have, when I was starting drag, it was all of the big beauty influencers at the time were in, introducing these palettes. I have right. the James Charles palette. I have the um, the Jeffree Star palette. And I'm like, oh my God, my whole thing is just like controversial like, as fuck. I just like but wouldn't I'm not be gonna... taking that to a show either. Oh, like, well, yeah, I guess it depends. Also, you can like, Put tape on it, and I, I'm did did they put tape on it for her or block it off? We didn't see the palette. We saw like the actual like eyeshadow. Oh, okay, okay. And it was very clear. Mm. It was very clear. Gotcha. What that palette was, because you could see the J star on the pants. Ugh. Yeah, that's a little gross. Cynthia, get rid of it. Well, don't get rid of it. Just I mean, use it now that you've got it. But don't don't give any more. Money. Don't give him any more money. That's the point. All right. Give us money. Yeah. During the break. Hey, y'all. This is Twat Weiland from DIY Productions. 
a proud sponsor of Miss Magic City Comedy Queen. I'm here to tell you about our next big event as we get ready to ring in the new year. 2023 is almost over, and we're excited to invite you to the New Year's Eve Drag Night at the Nick. We've got not one, but two shows with a stunning lineup of performers. Make Drag Night at the Nick your last show of 2023 and your first show of 2024. In addition to the sickening performances, we'll have a photo booth, giveaways, drink specials, and a champagne toast to help you start your new year in style. Get your tickets now at tiny.cc slash nye underscore drag night. That's tiny.cc slash nye underscore drag night. Space is limited, so act fast. It's never too early for your New Year's resolution, so make yours Drag Night at the Nick. And we are back. And it's <laughs> for the floor show. This song changes a little bit every time. Yeah. <laughs> they so. change it every episode, which I kind of live because it usually works for the floor show. Yeah, I enjoy that. Um, yeah, their the production, it, it just continues to really impress me. Like, wow. They, they're, they're, they truly have like a full team. Um, going on like in the in the podcast episode they were talking about like different departments they had like they mentioned oh yeah legal told us we couldn't say blank and um yeah i was like oh what y'all have a legal you guys are getting paid <laughs> so yeah good good to them um we see the boulet brothers in this ghostly abomination what what did you think of this spooky look that was black light and had ugly hair? i really like the color yeah I really like Swan's makeup. Yeah. Is that a, all, all the nice things you have to say? Because what what is this? <laughs> this made this was the weirdest thing I've ever seen the boulets When wear. they first came out, I thought the hats were supposed to be like mattresses, like beds. But what but then are I was they? Like, I don't think they are. So Danny thought that they might be like, you know how like someone will bring a hot towel sometimes on a tray? Like that, and I kind of see that, but th I don't think that makes any sense. I like almost thought it was a bed, but then like the little bow thing doesn't make sense. Well, yeah, what is this? And they clearly hated their outfits too, especially Drac. Drac did. <laughs> I think Swan kind of liked it. Why? No, in the silhouette of it, it just it seems it it's very far away from what the Boulet like aesthetic has become known to be. They honestly should have just been like, "Yo, Jarvis, can we borrow your promo hair?" And they're like. <laughs> And their <laughs> shoes don't even match. Yeah, this was a weird one. No, normally, they're pretty on I point. love them in mint green, though. Like, I love them in mint. Same, like they have the, those like, beautiful robes. The robes. And, I, and Titans. I talk about those robes all the time. You know, they were also, when I went to see them in the tour in Atlanta, that's what they were wearing, the green robes. I wish I could have seen the tour. It was fun. It was, it's, it was just kind of a little weird to me because it felt like it was, um... Okay, love love the boulets, and I love that they're doing this. I think one area of improvement for it would be in the way that the drag race, uh, the drag. Did you hear that? I yeah. I, <laughs> was that your stomach growling, or did you fart? That was like my stomach to my throat. Oh my god! Like it didn't even come up 
come out. It was. Are you like getting a, exercise right now on the pod? I hope so. I haven't been to the gym in a long time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you really need it. Um, <laughs> but fuck, what are we? Oh, so like with the Drag Race, Twilight, no, Night yeah, of the Living Drag, thing, of the Twilight Living Zone, drag. yes. They all had like backup dancers, and it just felt very produced, and like they had like a story that they were doing. Whereas I felt everyone's numbers for the Dragula tour was really just a number. And they, you know, it's like they just kind of picked a song and went up and danced around on the stage and then they walked off. Um, the Boulets were probably the most produced of the tour. It, it felt, I'm glad they had it. And it was cool that we got to do the meet and greet. Um, Hoso, I even was like, yo, I was on Camp Kiki. And she was like, yo, I know, I watched your season. So that was really cool. But uh, otherwise, I don't, it, it was, it felt really just kind of thrown together. So I'm hoping that they amp up the production a little bit in the future. Slay. But I know it's a lot to travel around with all that stuff. But anyways, is this look, this ghostly green mattress towel on a steaming pile of shit, is this the one for you or no? Flop, fawn, something else? Flop. <laughs> Same. It's a flop for me. And I don't feel bad because Drag didn't even like it. Yeah. This, I, it's not, not it. However, our... King here. Yes, land on. Looks so fucking hot. I know. Legs, legs, legs. And he's sitting behind the thing. I will say both um Swan and Landon's legs look delicious. Delicious. Oh wow. And nutritious. Well, yeah, so uh Landon uh, has this gray hair. Um and they're wearing like a pin like a pinstripe suit. It's not pinstripe, but a striped suit. Or blazer, really, um, and yeah, I I don't know. I, so I actually liked last week's episode more than or no, last week's look more than this one. Personally, I but live for this. I think I love this so much. I I his beard and like the, the way it was blue and like had the details. It did kind of remind me of um, twat. twat a little bit. Uh, I thought about that with like the mustache and the brows. So that felt inspired. Because that's also a little bit of like the kind of shape that Twat does sometimes with his eyeshadow. Exactly. So was Landon a flop or a fawn for you? Oh, it's a fetch for me. A fetch? Stop trying to make fetch. Whoa. It's not going to happen. All right. I am so obsessed Look, you with can it. do whatever you want with your ratings. I'm going to give him a fawn. I think I'm it's so fine. so obsessed <laughs> with it. It is so hot. It's sexy, <laughs> and I just love it That's so fucking That's wild to me that you, that you love that one, but not the other one. Anyways, um, we also have returning judge Tanana Reeve Du, who is a writer, historian, and again, returning judge. She, she was on season four and on Titans. I feel like she was on earlier seasons too, right? I don't know. I can't remember earlier season. Go back and listen to whatever episode we talked about on Titans, because we said what all she had been on. Cause I, I know checked. she had been on season four. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm glad she was back. I, I always enjoy seeing her. Um, now let's get into these looks. Now, are we are we rating this based on the look and performance? Are we... I, I Or what? What do you think? I was wondering the same thing because performance will change how I rate a few of these. I think I'd rather do it based on the look because I think that's more consistent with what we've been rating the past episodes. Yeah, but also the past episodes haven't had performance involved. Well, but they all have some level of like the presentation to it, right? It's like a two-part. Oh, I've been thing. including like presentation and same. how I write. No, same, absolutely. Like because that's what we talked about with a lot with the trash can children. But I feel like the lip sync performance is a, just a bit different from like the look that we're rating here. Yeah. So I think 
I think we should just do it based on the presentation and not necessarily include the. But we'll talk about the lip sync. Absolutely. Slide. Actually, I would if we can save the lip sync till the end to talk about. Unless you like have one thing that you really want to say about the person, that's fine. It's just I I did some data and research and statistics and timekeeping. I on this. There's one that I really disagree with the placement on for a lip sync, and we'll get there. Oh, okay. I have a feeling I know who it is because I I think I feel the same. Um. Okay. Throb zombie was first out the gate and such a fucking strong start it was a, an amazing start such a fucking strong start he now, got caught red-headed handed now they said in the judging that he, they didn't see how this was hotel but this red is like concierge to me also the fact i that got he, like guest kind of vibe sure i mean he, he seemed to fit in a hotel to me or like it, it wasn't the like owner unfitting or like yeah. the owner of the hotel like right i he reminded me of so, like one of the ghosts out of uh, American Horror Story Hotel. Have you seen Grand Budapest Hotel? Yes. So like the concierge. It's been a long time. That's like the, the suit. Like the, it, I don't know. It just made perfect sense to me. Also, one thing we skipped in the crafting laboratory area yeah. was the mentioning of the 11 faces for the 11 contestants. Mm. The uh, 11 other competitors and JK being like, so that makes you one of them. Right. So, so do you think that they knew? I mean, they, they must have known. Him, right. Because I bet what Thra was counting was the 12th competitor who didn't come. Who apparently has been on television. I know. I told you it was me. <laughs> <laughs> could you imagine? High horses. Like <laughs> I think Wait, it was could Opal. you? What if, what? It might have been. <laughs> she said, I'm the Muppet Queen of Albany. <laughs> And I'm bugs. I hate bugs. <laughs> oh, there's bugs. I hate that bugs. That would have been her last week. Oh, my God. <laughs> I want Opal on all my television. Um, Throb Zombie, though. I also really liked the detail that he used furniture. Uh, upholstery fabric. Upholstery fabric, yes. To uh, line his fur. I'm uh, going to be real honest. I didn't even notice that. And I oh, don't really? even mean that in like a derogatory way. I was just so like enthralled with like his like presence mm -hmm. and movement and watching him deliver everything. I didn't even notice that it was lined with upholstery fabric. It, it was one of the coolest details. I didn't notice like the fur at all, so, to be honest. Oh, like I, the fur really brought it to that next level. For I me. mean, as far as like with the faces and everything, mm -hmm. I was so like. I like watched the look, but then I was like so encaptured in his performance that I wasn't even like super honing in on details of the look. And I watched it twice and I, it was the same way both times. I also really liked that he rhinestoned this hair. Um, did yeah. you notice that? Yeah. It, 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 and it really made a big difference. So like the, and he, he used rhinestones that are the same color as the hair. So it, I didn't notice it at first, but I, uh, let's just say that I watched this performance about 30 times. He's so high. It, yeah, it was very good. All that to say, it's a fetch for me. Same. Stop trying to make fetch happen. It's not going also to happen. Also, just the well way done, he, well. like, sculpted his face this episode. Yeah, it was very, very cool. Next up, we have a huge fag. Blackberry. Fags. Fags. But I barely know them. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> fags. So, no, Blackberry. That's <laughs> her name. Fagberry. <laughs> um, she is a cigarette sales lady. 
Cigarette um, Girl. And, and Cigarette Girl. And interestingly enough, Onyx on Dicks was also going to do this like exact same concept. Um, so if you go look at her Instagram, like there she is with the little box and everything cigarettes. So that's who we would have had doing the two same looks this episode. Mm-hmm. Which makes me wonder if that was one of the reasons that Onyx may have gone. Because um, they, they don't want to have these duplicated looks. Um, what did you think of this? I, I felt... A cigarette girl was an I thought it was choice. a really cute choice. I thought it was an unexpected choice. And especially yeah. with like the vintage kind of feel of it. Mm-hmm. I feel like that had to have been a part of the prompt. I feel like the yeah. vintage had to have been a part of the prompt um, for her to think cigarette girl. I kind of lived for the cigarette girl vibe. And especially like with being burnt. I know the boulets didn't really get the like really white highlight. I just got that like old school, like really bright, like in the movies kind of, you know what I mean? Yeah, I That's do. That's the vibe that I got from the makeup. Honestly, I, it, it made sense to me. I mean, I, I it seemed like an ashy look, but also like ghosts, it kind of evokes that ghostly paleness. Like so. for me, this is perfectly on par with what I have expected from Blackberry based on what I've seen so far. It's like hitting the challenge on the head, but being safe. Yeah. That's how I felt about it. I think, I think she needs a good push too, to like really... I think she's like high safe. High safe. As like, but I don't think this was like groundbreaking. No, I I feel the same. This was not groundbreaking to me. I wish wish something had just taken it farther. I don't know what. I am. I will say that I've like enjoyed her stuff better than I would say like somebody like Fantasia, who I think has been safe, but like. Mid safe, low safe. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. So is this a flop or a fawn for you? This is a fawn. It's a fawn for me as well. Well She like always hits the challenge. And I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah. It's, it's been rare that I have not liked something she wore. Um, next up, we had anaphylactic in this uh, business in the front, bloody in the back look. It was all white and ghostly on the front. And then when she turned around, it revealed she had a gunshot wound in the back that had completely poured down the back of her garment. The back of this garment is so beautiful. And we hardly saw it. The front of this garment Need some work. It's boring. <laughs> it's a little bland. Yeah. And I I forgot who it was that gave the critique of like, could have just used some like more dimension to the outfit instead of just being a stark white. Mm-hmm. And I think that was such a beautiful critique because it's just like the stark white doesn't like, it's hard. You've got to have some dimension in there. If you look at stuff like the, like what Jarvis does regularly of having like the dimensions of colors and you can play with mm-hmm. sepia tones. You can play with like the blues and greens kind of world. There's a lot that you can just play with like grays and blacks too. There's a lot of this that feels like, Oh, I've got, I've got this white coat in my closet already. I've got this corset. I've got this, this bodysuit. Like I'm just going to throw it all together. Or you it know? just felt like she ran out of time. Yeah. I, this one, I, this one was a flop for me. Like from the front, it's a flop, but from the back, it's a fawn. Well, how you want me to write that fawn? I I, I feel like the, <laughs> what? <laughs> okay, can I also say I felt the performance was really lacking. Maybe I know that they mentioned in in the commentary on the pod that the um that the way she performed it like had a steady build that live was impactful, but the way it was cut up wasn't as impactful. But for me, when she held up that gun and did that baby little, 
I wanted like, like a, boom. I wanted like you should have reacted like you got shot. What the hell? It like yeah. And then it just had that little thumbprint of a thing. It really. I like, would have been fine me, with a thumbprint. I, I would have been fine with a thumbprint if she had more of a reaction to actually getting shot. Yeah. It. It. it I mean, for someone that is supposed to be able to do pantomime, ma'am. Yeah, she's quiet. The mom. Uh, so is this a flop or a bomb for you? I'm going to give it a flop. All right. I really do love the back of it, though. Like, I really do love the back of it. Yeah. Uh, sorry, Anna. Bring the back to the front next time. Hit it from the back. Yeah, be a butt face. Next up, we have JK. This. Bellhop. In my opinion, undisputed winner of the challenge. Like, when I saw this, I said, this is hitting it on the head. This is giving it something unique. Unique? I forgot we had a button. <laughs> <laughs> like, to me, I, when I saw the fabric in the workroom or in the laboratory, mm. I was like, mm, with like JK putting the bloody on it, I was like, ooh, I'm going to like what JK is doing this week. JK is leveling it up like they've been asked to do. I was like, I'm going to like what JK is doing this week. So then when we when this came out, and especially seeing the delivery of it, I... Yeah. The delivery of it is what I, I think really put it over the top. Um, was it my favorite look this week? Oh. No, but I love, love, love the delivery. I love all the details of it. And I'm also very glad that we're seeing like a different like concept and kind of silhouette from JK than what we've had the opportunity to see the last two with like the, the sort of white dripping stuff. Um, there are there are elements of it that I'm like, eh, I don't know how that would translate on stage. Like it being a um, like the trinkets being so small on the inside, but... But it, was, it worked for TV. It's for television. So. Oh, and I also loved the brain reveal under yeah. the. I also cap. liked the bell on the bell hop hat. Yeah, that made it. It just made it really cute. You know, I, I wanted to hit his head, hit their I, head. <laughs> I loved this so much. It's a fetch for me. Ooh. Stop trying to make fetch happen. It's not going to happen. I'm gonna give it a fawn. I think there. I've been finding myself rooting for JK. You wanna trade somebody? I'll trade you, Anna. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah, uh, JK also like really, <laughs> really slayed the um, the performance. Um, so you'll see later on that I mean it was it was very clear to me that they were gonna win because they had the, obviously the most screen time during the song. Yeah. Um, and and it, there, also, there were so many details and nuances that they put into the performance. They like to reward people. Which I think is fair. Whatever people give them what they're asking for. Because it's not yeah. easy in a fast-paced pressure cooker environment like this to make those changes quickly. Mm-hmm. And so when you make those changes and make such a 180, it's worth being rewarded. Yeah. I hope we got the two that they were the most nervous about in the first two episodes. Yeah. Not. Also, I, w- I know that we have talked about this in previous episodes with JK. Like, their pronouns, are they them? Yes. Yeah. It says that on their Instagram. It says that on Entertainment Weekly. I'm like, did no one ask? Because even on the podcast, like people are still using he, him. He, him. And it's like, whoa, you know? So I stop it. Like, <laughs> get some help. Like, they, them. But I don't understand why that's so hard. Um, maybe, maybe it's one of those things where it happened once and and it shouldn't be this way, but maybe JK didn't advocate for themselves to say they, them, yeah. and now everyone thinks it's okay. Um, but no, I mean, it says everywhere they, them. So we're going to continue doing that until we are told otherwise. Um, next up, we have Cynthia Dahl. As another bellhop? I think she's like a bag man. 
Isn't that a bellhop? No, I think a bellhop is... Is that what that is? A bellhop helps with your bags. Okay. I don't I don't know. I, I'm not in the, the hotel industry. Something about this, I do get bellhop, but you know what else I get? Uh... Ringleader. Well, I didn't. I I got um what the the queen's guards, you know they wear the red and have the big tall black hat, yeah. like because this hat is very that and it's like train conductory. I get a little bit of a ringleader vibe. I appreciated the fashion forwardness of this, um, but really without the suitcases, I don't see it. Yeah. So, I appreciate the suitcases because I mean. There's somebody else later on that the suitcase, in my opinion, really helped the situation. Yeah, it elevates the look. So but This one, I don't know that it does other than communicates. It, it, it was very middle of the road for me. Yeah. I think it's going to be a fawn okay. for me, but like a very middle of the road fawn. Like, I'm same fawn. Um, I... Cynthia. I want Cynthia to like really come out and shock us. I want her to be a really cool dancer. Yeah, and that's another thing. Like, she was doing all that performance stuff in the lab, and we didn't get to see much on in the actual song. I, I was really sad we didn't get to see her. Boogie to the more. groove now. Uh-huh, precisely. <laughs> Speaking of boogieing and twos and the grooves and now, we have Fantasia Royale Gaga. Um, now, one thing that happened in the creation scene was she said, mine's a surprise, so skip away from me. And was that just because she was Betty Boop? I guess. Like, I, I, and I guess you can't say Betty Boop on TV. I don't know. I thought it was funny in the moment, but then after seeing it, I'm like, is this really what that was the did? surprise? <laughs> and it's just like, I don't really get ghost. I get the fact that she was strangled by the microphone. Yeah, that's that's it. the issue but for me. I, ghost. I like, see ghost. I get that she's strangled by the microphone. I loved the contact she had in. I love the performance. The too. contacts were. Are you talking about the lip sync or the Yes, the lip sync, excuse me. You didn't like the lip sync? No. Oh, I really liked it. I thought it was very one note. I thought she made me laugh. The um on the mother in law, she like pointed at her eyes and then I like uh, did like a up down motion with her fingers. I think like, the, it just it I just think a lot really of cool. it was very one note. I think there were some high mm. points in it. Like I think factoring in the lip sync, I think she deserved safe. Yeah. Um, compared to others but i think based on just the look it would be a flop yeah and, and i think that's what we're mostly basing it on here so it's a flop for you it's also a flop for me sorry fantasia it's just not creative we like and i appreciate the betty boop reference i just wanted it to take me there and especially since betty boop is based on a black woman originally yeah. like i really appreciate that but where's the ghost in this and yep. like just having the microphone around your neck it doesn't take me fair. Does also it, it, there's ways that you can make that look more obvious cuz I did not realize until my fourth or fifth watch right. that that was what she was I just thought she had this dangling necklace thing and I was like what is that? Um so yeah, she should have had that thing choking her. She should have been using it like a boa or something like really maybe strangling her neck like just doing something different. Uh because it, it didn't take me there. Sorry, Fantasia. All right. I'm interested to know your, appearan- your opinion on Orc Gothic for this episode. Um, I'm very split between two worlds on this. In my opinion, the outfit itself 
gave me very, um, like front desk or bellhop. Like it. Well, gave yeah, because he's wearing a jock strap, so you can't see it under the desk. I mean, it's taking it to Orc's drag like world. Like Orc is taking the challenge and being like, okay, if it was me working at a hotel as a ghost, what would I be wearing? Yeah, and that wasn't a read. Like he, he really is that right? Yeah. That's like a jock strap. Yeah, um, the little cod piece. I, uh, yeah, that I guess that's what's confusing to me. Like the jacket, like the torso, it, it's very, you know, front desk, bellhop, concierge. I'm going to say this. I think there's a sum of what Orc does that we have Neo, who is very like fashion forward. I think Orc, honestly. Fashion backwards. I think Orc <laughs> is like two or three steps ahead of that, quite of honestly. Fashion forward? Yeah. Interesting. Okay. I think Orc is doing. So, um, I my my really my I didn't fully understand the, the little head, head thing, but honestly, I don't care because like I still get like orc out of this, and it. I I think I care because this this kind of reminds me of the Abora moment when you know you're you're we in Titans when they were like okay so and so is this is the pumpkin head. So-and-so is the creature from the black. So-and-so is a uh, mummy. And like when you do that with the hotel stuff, you can kind of do the same thing. Front desk singer, concierge, yada, yada. I mean, I got like front desk or like concierge from this. Okay. The head thing is just what, because that seems to be where the focus goes. Like, so I, I think that's a little person that's like controlling orc. Yes. Yeah. Why? Like, is it a front desk to, to his head? I, I don't I just don't get it. Yeah. Um, and then I mean, I can see that complaint. That, I don't have that problem, but I do see where that problem yeah. can be had. I, I just I feel like I'm just I'm not on the same journey as Orc. And that, that is my issue for me. Um, there was one little move I, Orc did during the lip sync that, that was like, I loved it. I, I like a lot of what Orc does. And I like Orc. I, I'm just I'm, I'm feeling like I'm not going on the the story with them when they do their looks other than the big tentacle arms. I got that one. Um, and it sounds like there was some explanation given that we didn't get to see yeah. based on things that were said in the cauldron. Ooh, I, I think I'm going to have to flop it just cause I really don't I'm understand fawn it. Sorry, orc, but Hey, you got one fawn. Next up we have Satana uh, giving this very, um, old Hollywood kind of moment. She's a lounge singer. She's a lounge. Oh, she was the other lounge singer. Yes, yes, yes. Um, I love the colors on this. Like that. I thought this brown was and beautiful. Green. Some of the best she's looked this season. Yeah. A great one to go out on. Um, like what I saw when she first started doing the runway, I was like, oh, she's great this week. I think she'll be safe. But the lip sync it didn't say the same. No. When when the lip sync was happening, I know I'm jumping ahead a, ahead a bit. When the lip sync was happening, I was like, she doesn't know the words. Oh. Because there's a couple yeah. points that sh- her mouth doesn't move when the words change. She just doesn't seem confident with it. Yeah. yeah. And like the, the stuff she had, like the boa, like there's ways you can wrap that around your arms. And, and she was wearing peacock it. feather. Oh, I didn't notice peacock. She feather. was wearing Where's pe- the peacock? The, ba- the boa was peacock. Pe- oh, always a bad omen. Oh, I see it. I see it. Yeah. Um, you know how I am about the peacock superstition. I don't. That's a I thing like, for you? I like hardcore believe the peacock stupor- superstition. Hmm. Say cock again. 
Cock. <sighs> okay. Sucking dick and cock. <laughs> so flop or fawn for you. All right, we're talking about the look, not just the, the look. Fawn. Okay, fawn for me as well. Um, yeah. Next up, we have Jarvis Hammer in this very ghostly concierge-looking dude. I I love, love the this. cape. Love the hat. I love this. The bag. The bag. The bag. The bag. Fucking elevated this look so much. I loved this bag. So fucking much. I wish he had opened it at some point because I think that it, like, if he had had something in there that would have taken it. I think it was translucent. I don't think he could open it. It's trans? I know he dropped his key and it broke. So I think the bag is like, uh, like an organza material is what it looked like. It looked like it was semi like translucent, not transparent, oh, but like translucent. I, m- I did not catch that. Um, well, there's a part in the lip sync where he like crouches behind it and I thought he was going to open it. And I just remember feeling really let down. Like, Oh, I thought we were going to get like some kind of reveal here, but like the look itself, like honestly he came out and I thought he was going to win. Same. He, he looks great. I, until they pointed out the flaws in judging, which I know I'm jumping ahead. I thought he was going to be in the top. The hat. Um, I, I love because I think it's a really cool, it, it, it matches like the Cape, right? It's like, it's almost cartoony, you know. It's, yeah. You see the outline of the ghost. Um, I it's I love very like about um, haunted mansion Disney. I will say if there's anything I can improve about the look, the I, the the hair does look a little anime hair to me, um, but it it didn't distract me too much. Otherwise, I really really love this look. It's a fetch. Yeah, for me. same. Stop trying to make fetch happen. It's not going to happen. Yes. And then last but certainly not least, we have Neo Huru X in like a wedding gown. Looks like the uh, picture frame uh, or a mirror has been smashed over her head. Um, and now she is bleeding. Why does she from have the, the pentagram on her face? Well, they're at the devil's ball. Is that how she died? I don't know. But Neo, or uh, what's his face? Orc had one too. I was going to bring it up, <laughs> a pentagram, but then I was like, well, it's the devil's ball. So I guess that's why. Oh, I didn't notice it as much with orcs because that's like just kind of orc does that kind of like abstract makeup. Yeah, and he has that stupid thing on his head that Whereas you're like, what like, is going on here? <laughs> Neo's was just straight up like an eye patch. Yeah. Um, I, I yeah, I noticed that. I maybe. Maybe I that's think why. this one's a little bit of a stretch for it being a hotel, personally. No, I agree. I I look at it. I'm like, what what are we? What are we? It's gorgeous, but what yeah. are we doing? Like, I guess people do get married at hotels sometimes. Or they go on their honeymoon, but also like, are you arriving to the hotel in your wedding dress? Probably not. Yeah this this didn't make sense to me. Um, I mean, love the look. I think it's the looks great, fantastic. Is, is the, like, is the mirror supposed to communicate? I don't know. Like a hotel aspect. Um, yeah. So I think I'm going to fawn it because I love this look. And I think there's arguments to be made that you could have it in a hotel, but it's not clear enough. Yeah. I don't think it's clear enough. That's my problem so. with it. It's, it's going to be a fawn for me. Drac overall. was really like. Drac was really like hammering in this like convoluted story. And I'm like, if you're having to hammer this in, <laughs> it's not that clear. Yeah. 
I mean, the the image that I do that I got when I was trying to figure it out in my head was the same as what, well, sort of the same as what Drax said. I imagine it just that, didn't make sense though. Like, yeah, like someone smashed that something scenario over her head didn't make died. sense in my head, like, and th- that doesn't have to happen at a hotel. It could happen anywhere. Because what, it just didn't make sense to me. Yeah. Um. Does the flop move on for you? I don't know because like I really like the look, <laughs> but it just does not fucking make sense to me. I think I'm going to flop it. <gasps> oh, my God. <laughs> Poor Neo Huru X. <sighs> well, that's okay. She um, she, was she's, the top she actually anyways. looks like both of us this week. Her head's all smashed in. <laughs> 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 okay. So, who had your favorite look? Who had your least favorite look? My favorite look would... Mm, it's a tie between Throb and JK. You have to choose. Probably JK. Ooh, because it's okay. the most original. My favorite's Throbs, I think. It it just feels more finished to me. Which I, I and I just I really love that detail. That's a great idea to like line something with upholstery fabric. I thought that was really cool. That blew me away. Um least favorite? Ooh, that's also a tie. Mine's between Anaphylactic. Um, <laughs> mine's a tie between Anaphylactic and uh Fantasia. Mm, you have to choose. I will probably go with Anna. Ah. Sorry, Anna. Now, here was my nerd out moment. And this may not even be the time that we should bring it up. Maybe it should be during judging. But I went through and watched over and over and over again. And I timed the screen time for every single person in the lip sync because I felt that some of the judging didn't make sense for what we saw in that. So as you can see, I have the timestamps for what everyone was. Um, The most screen time was JK. The least screen time was Cynthia Dahl with eight seconds. JK yeah, had 31 seconds. Yeah, she was seconds. like not hardly in there. Like we got her waving well, we her arms around her a little bit. What we saw her was good. Yeah. But it wasn't like, that interesting. Nothing to write home about. But I mean like it was good, but like that was all we saw. Right. Meanwhile, you have Neo, Who which also seconds. I don't know if we've talked about this. Is it Neo Huru or Neo Hulu? I don't know. They're all saying a little different. I've, I've just been saying Neo because that's, her nickname, and yeah. I don't want to say her name wrong. I think that's fair. So, Neo, um, but she only had ten seconds, and I was like, the ten seconds that I saw was not good. Oh, not good. I did not like it. I thought it was. I thought it was. I thought it was fine. boring, and she couldn't move her face because of her prosthetic. And when it's mm. a lip sync challenge, you've got to think about that. I didn't like it. So, I did not understand why she was on top because I thought her performance was bad. And I didn't think the look made sense for the challenge. So I was very confused why she was in the top. I was confused. I thought she would be safe. Um, I was confused why she was in the top as well. Um, but I wondered if some of what we saw in the second half of the floor show was filmed during the song. And they just edited it weird. Because I loved, like, the first clip we see is her uh, hitting the flowers against the dress. Yeah. And, it, like, going. I thought that looked really strong and powerful. Yeah. So I wondered if that was during the song and they just placed it differently because that that was what I was wondering yeah. and then and then also I never want uh, judging to be for anyone like I know I, I'm very team Neo I never want it to be like we're giving you this top placement because you did better than we expected you to do I want right. it to be because you actually were in the top three of this performance you earned it so not that you like yeah it's one of those moments where it's like, I don't know that I trust you, Boulez, <laughs> on what you're communicating to d- us right now. I didn't <laughs> think she deserved top placement this week. Yeah. Well, let's I don't know who I would have replaced her with. 
but I don't think she deserved it. Mm. Well, why don't we take a break and we'll come back and discuss the placements and where everybody should have gone. Because you know, we're never wrong. We are back and it's time for judging. So a few things that, in- that were interesting that happened as they were having their conversations was Drax said they hated their hat. Waka waka. It could fall off and I would just be like, I'd be happier. <laughs> and also, um, right as everyone was coming back, I... Uh, before announcing placements, Jarvis, they asked Jarvis what he was going to do with the key, and he chose to put Orc Gothic uh, up for the extermination. Fucking slay. Yeah. I would have put Neo, personally, because Neo already has a win. Same. I, I thought that was a bit strange, but I think that um, something Jarvis said in the cauldron made me think, oh, okay, I see what you're doing here. Because they JK was like, you could have put me or something like that, and... Um, Jarvis said, I think you're going to die of natural causes. Right. <laughs> Which, you better fucking read. <laughs> I laughed so hard at that. You'll die of natural causes. But, and I think that he feels the same because Orc is one I don't necessarily see dying of natural causes otherwise. It, I mean. And also Orc is one that I see like don't. doing well in exterminations. Mm-hmm. I personally would have put somebody like Neo because I don't know how Neo would do in an extermination. Yeah. Especially this one. I'd be, I'd be interested to see her in that one. Yeah. Um, anyways, they announced. Especially the, in that dress. Yeah, I know. Ooh, mama. Uh, so the placements turned out to be uh, the tops being JK, Neo Huru X, and Throb Zombie with JK as the winner. Um, we had our safe. Monsters as Blackberry, Cynthia Dahl, Fantasia, and Jarvis. And our bottom placements were Orgotic, strictly due to the key, Anna, and Satana. Um, now, we, I know we said earlier that we weren't so sure about Neo being in the top. Um, did you have other thoughts about where that should have been mixed up, maybe? I guess, personally, Blackberry or Jarvis. Honestly, until they showed the feedback about Jarvis, I thought Jarvis was in the top. I I wasn't sure because the first time I watched it, I thought I noticed some mess ups, but really it was decent overall. Yeah. Um. I mean, I know the hat fell. I I, I know it's just different when you're there. Um. Like, w- and again, it's, I had to watch this like twelve times to get yeah. the timestamps down. And the thing I noticed about Jarvis was there's like three big clips of him. The first one, perfect, right. so good. The second one. It's like, I think that's when the hat malfunctioned and you yeah. see it just waving a little bit behind his head. And then the third one is when he's with that suitcase and he like crouches behind it and then comes up and kind of does this awkward walk. That's also like his branded walk. But I, just the way he was like looming over the suitcase, I really thought he was going to open it. Um, and so for me, I, I felt just like mixed because I, I don't know where yeah. it would have gone. Um, and, and that's why I'm also like... Maybe Orc, would Orc have been in the top? Yeah, but also at the same time, could they not have put Orc in the top and up for extermination? They could They've have. done it before. Yeah. Um, and obviously they just didn't show But all maybe of the they're feedback. not trying to do that anymore because they've only done that once and it was for Abora. <laughs> it was like extreme circumstances. <laughs> Abora. <laughs> <laughs> One and <laughs> won the episode. <laughs> Took a hack. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> yeah. I feel similarly. And I think I'm just choosing to believe that Neo did that big finish moment 
during her number. It's not how it was delivered to me, so that's not how I believe I, it. I, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, I feel like the Boulets generally are decent judges, so I, I don't think that they would do that. I think they, yeah. would, they would put someone who actually delivered a strong performance over that. Because they said that Blackberry, they didn't really talk about Fantasia's performance, but with Blackberry, they said that she delivered the lines like a stand-up comedian. And that makes me wonder, was that good? <laughs> was it boring? Like, are you just standing there with a cigarette and talking? We saw her put a cigarette out on her tongue and she choked herself. But was there anything else? Yeah. I don't know. It's hard to say. But I, I was glad Neo was in the top because she's my girl. Um, but it was also nice to see Throb also get some praise this week. Yeah, I think Throb and JK were clearly tops this week. Like, I don't think there was any question. To me, JK was the undisputed winner this week, though. Yeah, well done, JK. Um, and to get to come back and, and have that moment, that's a huge redemption arc. Yeah, maybe they'll, like, back the fuck off off of them. So do you see JK sticking around for a while? I don't. I know. See, that's the thing. That's why I keep coming back to it. I'm like, Here's I don't know if I <laughs> what what to think about. Dragula is so hard to predict. Yeah. Because if you give me drag race, drag race is so formulaic at this mm-hmm. point. Literally, this past week we were I don't know if you're watching are you watching um UK? No, I haven't been. Do you mind if I like spoil anything? Go for it. So, okay, those. attention, spoilers for everyone in anaphylactic. Um, so we were watching Drag Race UK. We hadn't even gotten, we were in the intro before even the title sequence. And I said, this edit is giving Kara's going to go home this episode. And she did. Yep. And then we were watching Germany and I was like, before we made it to the title sequence, I was like, I'm worried about Meta Morchid. Meta was in the bottom. Didn't Mm. go home, but was in the bottom. Interesting. It's so easy to like read drag race production now because it's so formulaic but dragula keeps you on your toes see that's why i'm enjoying um like camp Kiki and dragula way more than because yeah. I, I feel like i it's not quite clear who's gonna win the whole season like I, I feel like ever since simone i knew who was gonna win from episode one isn't that is that wild because simone willow pill sasha like the second they walked in we got through episode well, one. I, I thought like, Cornbread was going to win until Cornbread went home. It was Willow's talent show that was like, that's the winner. I just yeah. know it. There's just something RuPaul loves about Willow. I mean, maybe Cornbread would have stuck around a while. I, I've, but I think Cornbread would have won that season without Willow. Interesting. I mean, not without Willow. Or if they without if. their ankle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If Cornbread had one leg, if only. Um, Okay, so we then go into the boudoir where Satana expresses that she thinks her time is up. She says that before they even make it at the boudoir. I know. That was kind of wild. I was like, is she quitting? I think, yeah, it, it was such a long moment. I thought we were going to get like, uh, I'm out and she's going to refuse to do yeah. it or something. Um, I'm glad she went through with it. It didn't seem like she, she just seemed like she didn't want to come across as delusional, which I, I kind of get. You know, like, I think there's, there's something about, she saw the writing on the wall, writing on the wall. Yeah. And I think that was portrayed as if she quit. And I don't think that's, I don't think she quit, but, but there was a moment that I thought she was quitting. I think there is a certain pattern though, of you've been in the bottom twice now and you haven't done well when you weren't in the bottom. Yeah. You're probably not sticking around. 
And especially when the Boulets do have a very clear love for Anna. Mm-hmm. And Orc has been in the top every episode. Yeah. Like, it, I think it, it was clear that Satana was going to go home. And honestly, her being like in her head and very vocal about it just made the decision even easier. Yeah, I don't think it helps her case. That's for sure. Um, okay. Uh, then also another funny moment. There were two like, this is a very active bourgeois in like gaggery moments. Like Cynthia pulled out Onyx's leg from her back. Oh my God. That was so iconic. I wondered if we didn't see much Cynthia because she had that in her bag the whole time and she pulled it out during her number and maybe she had it for too long and they wanted to just reveal that in the boudoir. Maybe that was why. Who knows? Um, Also though, I thought, I think that would have been funny enough that she could have landed in the top because her look wasn't bad in my opinion. But her look was, safe to me mm. it was good I, it really but, just depends on what that performance was. i want to see all yeah. of them show me all 10 no 11 cuts no it was 10 10 11 10 10 um and then finally orgotic got into a little spat with jk and poured I'm tired his of them fighting i'm same. tired of them fighting and poured his drink on jk because <laughs> like their fighting isn't the fun kind of fighting either like there's some yeah. fighting on dragula that i that is like fun whereas like at this point, JK is not even trying to fight back. Yeah. I mean, they have a win, and I know that they don't really feel a need to fight back. I, th- I think that they may have realized the boulets are really who matter here. Orc pouring that drink. It really made me dislike Orc a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> TBH. That was, that's really not cool. I mean, you, I was like, you spend so much time and money on your outfits. Um, Speaking of which, who was it? Blackberry said something to Satana about you, you spent, spent hundreds, hundreds of, of thousands of dollars. And Fantasia and Neo just look at each other. <laughs> that was very funny. <laughs> that one was fun. But yeah, don't don't be pouring drinks on people. What? No. Uh-uh. That's not cool. You spent hundreds of thousands of dollars in cardboard on your outfit. No, don't do that. Yeah. D- didn't love that moment, um, but it seemed like JK took it in stride. If that had been me, I probably would have. Started. I would have started fighting. I, like I would have hold me back. <laughs> I would have started swinging. Yeah, not cool. That should be an extermination challenge. Uh, okay, and speaking of which, we get to the rotten rat room. RRR Oscar winner, where they will be strapped to a bed and covered with cheese, while rats gnaw at the cheese, their flesh, and their souls. So, <laughs> how would you rate this one? Okay, um, I I thought about this one a lot. I don't, again, b- animals and bugs are not really something that scare me unless it's like a spider. Um, but rats don't really freak me out that much. I think what would really bother me is like the sound of them yeah. chewing by my ears because I don't like anyone like whispering in my ear even. Um, and if they bit me, I would not be happy with that. So I think... That on the scare factor out of 10, I'm rating this a six. I'd rate this like a three. A three. Oh, it's that low for you? Yeah. This would have been the easiest one so far. I think it's worse than the maggots to me. Where did I rate this? Um, no, the maggots are definitely worse in my opinion. Oh, yeah? You yeah. Sh- you don't want bugs in your mouth? No. I mean, you've had half a Birmingham in your mouth. You can't have... <laughs> <laughs> okay, you said three. Yeah, I said a three. I've got friends that have had rats. I've held rats, and I'm fine with rats. Rodents don't bother me like that. Well, what gets you um, 
volatile around the vermin. What do you mean volatile around the vermin? I don't know. Why'd you rate it so low? That's what I'm trying to ask. But I wanted to do it with alliteration. And said, not today. Low means like it's not a big deal for me. So I, I like enjoy rodents. The rodentia family. Oh, that's fair. Because you're also a mammal. Capybara. Capybara. Uh, honestly, Capybara. six is a little high now that I say that. I don't know. Bungee jumping and then just two steps down is like the rats. I'm going to do it a five. It doesn't really matter because bungee jumping is still at the top of my list. You're the one that gave fucking the bugs a four. I can't believe that. <laughs> I cannot believe that. It really doesn't bother me. I genuinely do not believe that. I think I wouldn't, I wouldn't like it if they bit me. I think that's where, I, I, I don't know, there's some flexibility, but it's definitely not more than bungee jumping, which I know is what really matters. You know, the highest one. Like that, that freaks me the fuck out. That's that's scary. I thought you said bungee jumping didn't scare you. I think at it would be. I think it would be fun, but like, it it does scare me. Like just having to trust, genuine, tr- like trust mm-hmm. that other people are the gonna do their are job worse right. Than the bungee jumping to me. Uh uh-uh, uh, mama no. <laughs> and I don't even like the feeling of falling. Like free fall gives me the heebie-jeebies. Like it gives me the ick. Like literally, but the maggots would be worse, Ugh. especially with the shit. Yeah, that's true. The and the rats shit too. So yeah, but that's like, gross. They're not shitting in your mouth. They might be if you try. Although I will say one thing that I said to Mark, I was like, I'd probably be like, "Hey, put a piece of cheese in my mouth." Yeah, props. And to then orc. I saw Orc do it. I said, "Slay!" I thought it was funny when Satana was like, "Oh, they're climbing my pussy," <laughs> and she like moaned. I would have totally just been like. Oh, yeah, strap me down and nibble on me, daddy. Yeah. That's like what I would have been like the whole time. Bucky, is that you? Um, (laughs) (laughs) So we then get to the extermination of Satana, where she appears at the hotel front desk from the intro and rings the bell over and over and over again until it becomes a key. When it appears, she takes it and goes into a creepy room. I don't know why you would go into a creepy room when you have a key to go in anywhere you want. Upon closing the door, Swan uh, enters and recreates the iconic scene from The Shining with the axe. Yes, I loved it so much. Same. So much. The second that she closed the door, I was like, I know what's happening. And it was Like, this gave very Shining. The first episode gave very, like, um, Jason. Yeah. I don't really... Oh, at at the camp? And I guess last episode was Chucky, I guess. Yeah, just like a puppet moment. Yeah, I, f- I feel that. Yeah, I guess Chucky is probably the the right. Considering that's area. like the spell that they were doing to bring the dolls alive at the beginning mm. of the episode. Oh yeah, now it all makes sense. Look at that. So we are back to our fantasy fag roster. Um, I've had two people eliminated now, so my numbers aren't doing so good. Fawn has Jarvis Hammer, Blackberry, Anaphylactic. Throb with one win and Orc Gothic all still in the competition. And Flapjack has Fantasia Royale Gaga. Th- um, I almost said Throb, but that's not Throb. Starts with a J and ends with AK. JK, <laughs> who has one win. Miyahuru X, who has one win. And Cynthia Dahl. And my two exterminated babies, Onyx on Dicks and Satana. Wow. My first and my last Half choice. of your. <laughs> Half of your roster has been in the bottom. Half of your roster has not been in the bottom. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm excited w- for JK. I mean, hopefully they'll stay. I, I predicted Does that they would count as a bottom a for Orc. I don't think this counts as a bottom for Orc. I, I don't know. <laughs> I mean. 
Considering they said that Orc was only down there because of the key. They literally did say that. I feel like if it came down to everyone being split, you know, it's like top four. We got to make a top three. And everyone has an even track record. Orc has had this one in, moment in the bottom where they were placed there by force. It maybe could I don't think that would come in. I don't think I, that would come in. It seems far-fetched. A lot of stars would have to align for that to happen. Um, anyways, we have flops and fawns of the week to get to. We do. Yeah. Do you have a flop of the week ready? Yes, I do. Is it going to be about garage doors being halfway open? Um, It does relate to that situation, <laughs> actually. Yeah. All right. Well, everyone, this is Fawn's flop of the week. Your 60-second timer starts now. My flop of the week goes to people that unsolicitedly point out obvious flaws that could end end up actually being insecurities. Uh, Mama, this is garbage. Yes, it is garbage. Because after Halloween, I had like an allergic reaction to where I had done some like bruise makeup and it like got really swollen and puffy. And one of my coworkers was like, the very first time they saw me, oh my God, you're, ah, what happened? Excuse me, yes, bitch. Yes, excuse me, bitch, because you don't have to make a big seconds. fucking deal about it. And then I had <laughs> another coworker that was like, oh my God, it's so puffy under your eye. And then today, <laughs> that same motherfucking bitch came up to me and she was like, well, your eye's not puffy anymore, but now you've got that on your head that's messed up. And I'm disgusting. like, yeah, it is fucking disgusting of you to be pointing out this bullshit without me asking. I don't know you like that. You don't know me like that. Don't be Five like seconds. pointing out this obvious shit that I'm fully fucking aware of. It's my face. I know what's wrong with it. And that's why people who point out flaws that may be their own insecurities that are largely about things that happen on Fawn's face is Fawn's flop <laughs> of the week. <laughs> it just like pisses me off because like I didn't ask for this. Yeah. And like... I, don't I feel bad for calling it out. Like it was the first thing that happened, but well, you like didn't make a big deal about it. Yeah, I was trying not to. But also, like, if I don't know <laughs> you like that, you're just a coworker. Yeah, you know, why are you commenting on shit on my face? Like, just leave me alone. Like, Let me live. Yeah, you don't think that I know that I have this big old dent, mm-hmm. like this gash that's. Also a mound at the same time. I will say that when it comes to like people I supervise, if if I'm like concerned about them, I'll be like, hey, what happened? <laughs> Why do you suddenly have a black eye? Which I think is different than, oh my God, look at your black eye. <laughs> yeah. You know? The way I wanted to slap that bitch when <gasps> <you> said that. <laughs> <laughs> a threat of dom- not domestic, inter- uh, interwork violence. I wanted to slap her when she was like, oh my God, what happened to your eye? <laughs> I'm like, okay, actually, that brings me to my flop of the week. I've been debating doing this for a while because uh, I, I don't know if everyone's going to agree, but whatever. Fuck it. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. I'm ready. Three, two, one, go. My flop of the week is people who complain about me taking my shoes off in places that other people can't take their shoes off. Right in front of my salad? Yes, and I'll do it right in front of your salad. I think, mind your own damn business. My, Me and my toe fungus are dealing with our own thing. We don't need you getting involved and making everybody else aware of it. Disgusting! Yeah, I know my toes are disgusting. I'll put on socks when I fucking want to, okay? Yeah, you're right! 
Yes, and gay rights are why it is legal for me in the state of Alabama to be able to paint my toenails to hide my toe fungus. No, but for real, ever since I've been in middle school, high school, and beyond, getting on the airplane, whatever, people always want to complain, so-and-so took their shoes off. Well, you know what? If you want to be around people who don't take their shoes off, pay the extra money to be on first class, because I'm trash just like you. 15 seconds. This seems really fun and fair. And you know what else isn't fair? My feet, they get hot. If if, If you're new here, hi. I'm Flapjack, and I have a problem. My feet get hot. So let me live, and let me have cool feet, please. And that (laughs) is why people who complain about people taking their shoes shoes off off (laughs) around other people is Flap's flop of the week. Have have you ever noticed that? People are always like, oh, who takes their shoes off on the plane? Me, whore. I take my shoes off anytime <laughs> I get in the fucking car. Yeah. It's you, it's safer to drive barefoot. I feel like this is the most Alabama conversation I've ever had on this podcast. Even though it's apparently illegal to drive barefoot in not, Alabama. No. I, th- yeah. I think it's, le- no, it's no, legal. No, it's illegal in the state of Alabama. Hold on. I have to fact check this because I don't think that's true. It's also illegal to drive with flip-flops on. I, kn- and I I'm know like, that's I'm like, true. here's the thing. If we're not allowed to drive with flip-flops on and we're not allowed to drive barefoot... How am I supposed to drive in the summer? I do drive barefoot, though. Especially, it's safe for me to drive barefoot. I got finger toes, so I'm gripping (laughs) onto that pedal. I can grip onto that pedal. Okay, according to this website, it says that driving barefoot could make it harder to drive. I fully disagree because your shoes change, like, how you naturally feel the ground. And, like... Also, it's kind of a sensory issue for some people. I know that some folks are... Sometimes my feet get hot. Well, my feet get hot, but also, like, some people have sensory issues where it's like, I'm going to wear socks at all costs because I don't want to have the sensation of other things. But I'm the opposite, where I want to have my bare feet out at any chance because I I prefer... I hate the sensation of socks. The only sock sensation that I enjoy is rubbing it between my big toe and my pointer toe. Okay, this is getting weird. Um, (laughs) Do you have phones of the week? And please don't make it that. (laughs) I don't want to hear about your toe jam on the podcast. And I don't think our listeners do either. I don't have toe jam. I just occasionally get an ingrown toenail. Ah, so you cut out the toe jam. (laughs) I prefer prefer grape jam or pearl jam. Pearl jam. Mm -hmm. Is that your fun? (laughs) Pearl jam? Um, My fun of the week is not pearl jam, but actually (laughs) does go to a different music related thing. My fun of the week goes to the Kim Petras concert. ah, Lil' Kim. (laughs) It was so good, and I was not expecting to, like, cry during the Kim Petras concert. Oh. Aww. But I, like, cried happy tears during, of all songs, what is Hillside, it, Boy, Hillside Boys. Oh, okay. I think that's fair. I love Hillside Boys. It's nostalgic in a way. Yeah. I love, love, love Hillside Boys. And it's always been, like, a top Kim song for me. Yeah. But seeing it live and the rendition that she did live, where it was, like, slower at the beginning and she was, like, on a bed, like, sexy oh. and slutty. Incredible. There were so many turntables at that concert. Like, there were, like, three different spots that had turntables. Also, we didn't talk about this on Dragula. I'm, like, getting distracted. Oh, the turntables? This week they had the like elevator doors. <gasps> yeah, I know, I'm glad you mentioned that. That was a really cool detail. I meant to bring that up, mm-hmm. but I forgot. Anyways, back to the point <laughs> of the week. Um, I'm sure there's some, there's one person listening and they were like, they didn't say the elevator doors. No, um, we're off their shit list. 
I'm glad that you got to do that though. And that's the fun so thing good. about concerts. Like I, um, I know they're like kind of controversial now, but when I was in high school, I really enjoyed the 1975 and, I had a bunch of friends who got to go to their concert. Is that the ones that sang that chocolate song? Yeah. And and they have like this one song that on their radio, on the, um, they never played on the radio, but on their album, it's kind of just like a, honestly, I would call it like a throwaway song. But when they played it, it like live, it just had a completely different impact and people were like really moved by it. So I always find that to be interesting, like how yeah. they adjust what you hear on the album to like a live setting. There's so many times that something that like, I get turned on to a song that I don't necessarily love at a concert. Yeah. And this concert, I've been to a lot of concerts recently, and I've been to a fair amount of concerts in general. This is one of my top concerts. It was nice. so good. I will say I was disappointed that we missed two songs of the set from the set list of Turn Off the Lights. Mm. But I think... Well, she I, can't sing forever, Fawn. Well, there there was a set list, and like you could see the set list online, and like it was on oh. Apple Music. There were two songs that didn't make it. I think it's because her corset popped. I hate when that happens. Her corset popped during the turn off the lights section. <laughs> well, thank God it was during then, um, so no one could see. And she literally goes, "My corset popped. My tits are too big, or something like that." <laughs> and like I bet she's like on the turntable too while it's happening. <laughs> she's like bit back, and then like when she turns, you can see it. There's like a close up of it that's on TikTok that oh she even God. posted. I reshared it, and I yeah. said this moment was iconic live. <sighs> were you close to her? Um, we were not in general admission, so we were a little further away because mm. I got VIP because I wanted seats. Yeah. Um, oh, I feel that. Oh, I, don't make me stand. And oh. we were front row in the seats. In nice. Probably, I would say the perfect area to be like close enough to the stage, but not too far to the side that it was blocked. Slay. Because we were like at a perfect like side angle. I think that's amazing. She waved at us at one point, and I know it <laughs> had to have been us because the three of us were like dancing and vibing, and we were on the front row, and it wasn't super packed in the seated area. Really? Areas. Yeah, it was not super. I wonder if they tried to like slip down. I think it was a huge concert or a huge area, like a huge venue that I don't think she necessarily needed to be in such a big venue. Well, she's pretty major now. I mean, I don't know. I don't know that she's like filling up arena level, though. Mm. I think she's she'll get there. I think her first quote unquote debut album is not the album to do a arena tour. Mm. I think something a little smaller would have still been fine. Yeah. It was a great turnout. But great. And we got there and we were the first people in. Oh, I, I saw that. Um, I think it was a story that you posted. Yeah. Yeah. That's so cool. I, I'm glad that you got to experience that, especially with like a seated experience, not like having to deal with people I pushing was like you and stuff. I was like leaning over the rail too, because yeah. I was like so giddy. I was so excited to be front. I feel like Kim is your, like what Kim is to you, Remy Wolf is to me. Yeah. And like, I, that was a very similar situation. Like I just wanted to be somewhere where I could enjoy it and not have like screaming people around me and pushing me. And I could just like say every word to the song. I've still been like awesome. riding the high of Hillside boys mm. since the concert, like the whole concert in general, but like riding that high since the concert, I made like a tank top that I wore. <sighs> like I made a tank top that Game was just like, ass. well, it was just, I made, I wanted to wear something cute. And I was like, I don't have anything in my closet that I feel like is cute enough to wear to Kim. So I made like a tank top and wore my like zipper bolero thingy that I have for drag. Yeah. That's got the zipper up the sleeve. And I wore that together. I had made Mark something, but Mark accidentally left it at home. But it's okay. They'll get to wear it. 
Rip. eventually. One is, day. Is this really cute? I'm really going off on a tangent. That's okay. Right we didn't talk about it earlier. I mentioned. Um, I meant to ask at the beginning. Like orange and pink cheetah print. I don't know if you've seen the like bolero thing that Mark has. I don't or think Taurine so. has that's like black on the bottom with the like cheetah print on the top. I they wear it with their like black and orange outfit. So I did that for like the top half of the chest, the bottom half of the shirt. It was just like a regular t-shirt, regular t-shirt fit was just black. And then two, um, like I doubled up black fringe and did fringe at the seam between the black and the cheetah print. So it was just like a really cute yeah. t-shirt. It's like a fun casual, but like very fun, like fun and flirty outfit. and yeah. like still <laughs> cute without having to be like hot slut. Yeah. <laughs> and I love that kind of shit. Same. Thank you. I'm glad that Kim is your fawn of the week. That's awesome. My fawn of the week. Um, I'm going to be a little bit vague, but basically I had an experience. Say uh, their names. I, I just can't. I, but one person who was involved in the story does listen to this podcast. So, um, mm. hi, my fawn of the week goes out to you, um, because you really calm my nerves this week. So basically I had an experience with, rumors hearing people saying not nice things about me behind my back and i it really bothered me for like three days and then um i just went directly to the source and was like yo i heard this is this true and they were like no like and they and they gave me evidence as to why it's completely untrue the thing i heard so um i'm not for me, first of all, my phone of the week goes to that person who like calmed me because I really appreciate that. And I like lost a lot of the anxiety about it because of that. Um, but also just a thing to note: there's enough success out there for every, for all of us, you know? And I know that Birmingham's drag seems a little bit difficult to navigate right now. Like we just don't have enough queer spaces to support all of us. And it doesn't always feel like all of our queer spaces support us. Um, but just because you see, someone else being successful doesn't mean that you're unsuccessful. Right. And we should work to lift each other up. You don't up. have to tear people down to get ahead. Precisely. So that's my kind of complex fawn of the week because it really just relieved a lot of stress yesterday when I got the message that the thing I heard wasn't true. Um, so yeah. you saying rumors reminded me. Lindsay we, Lohan. Yes. <laughs> we went to play after the concert and Vanity did rumors as like yeah. a Lindsay Lohan in like a like resorty kind of like outfit with like the coke on the nose. It was so good. It was so good. <laughs> I love that. I love vanity. I want to go to play at some point in my life. Um, maybe after this podcast. Well, thanks everyone for listening to another episode of Flapping and Fawning. See you next week. Bye. for listening to Flapping and Fawning. Music by Elliot Nass. Promotional art by Danny Lee. Hosts are Flapjack. Oh, hey, that's me. And I'm Fawn. 
You can follow me on Instagram at fawn.fawn.fawn. And you can follow me over at Instagram as well. And pretty much any other social media platform at flapjquellen, F-L-A-P-J-A-C-Q-U-E-L-I-N-E. Connect with us on social media on Instagram at flapping and fawning pod and on Twitter at flap and fawn pod. Oh, and make sure you check out the links in our bio to buy some merch. You can also connect with us via Gmail at flapping and fawning pod at gmail.com. See you next time. Bye. Ta-ta.